Hey and welcome to That Dubai Girl, the podcast. I'm Elisa. And I'm Kirsty. Every week we'll be chatting about the trials and tribulations of living in Dubai. Your problems, your big wins and your crazy confusions. We're here to try our best to help guide you through it all. There's going to be some silly chat from us and we'll be joined by very professional experts who will actually say stuff that matters. We want to thank you for being part of our ultimate girl gang. Right, let's get on with it then. How are you? I'm very good. It's nice to be back. Sorry we had a bit of a break last week. We had a, it was a real series of unfortunate events kind of yes, week, wasn't it? exactly. We couldn't book each other at the same time because no. you were very busy and I was busy last week. We're very busy ladies. Well, we're trying. Uh, what we? was our exciting thing that we did last week? What was your exciting thing? Why couldn't we uh, meet each other? You, we, you were on a staycation. I was on a staycation with my work, which yeah. was amazing. So we took loads of the Love 107.1, shout out, listeners to Grosvenor House and we just had the best time ever. Oh, it was awesome. Fab. It was really sounds good. Fab. What did you get up to last week? Uh, I went to the opening ceremony of Expo. <gasps> so you did. How yeah. was it? So it was the uh, it was the dress rehearsal of the Fish opening ceremony. So was Ellie Golding there? No, Ellie Vo- Golding's voice was there. Okay, so right. It's, it's Ellie Golding, Andre, Andrea Bocelli, there you go. Yes. and Andrea Day. Okay. Three very, very emotive songs. Um, but have you heard the Expo song? Yes, it's fantastic. So the Expo song people were there yeah. and they have a choir and it was Aww. and the whole orchestra is women and the conductors are women. Fab. Um and yeah, the whole have you been to the Expo site at all? Not yet, anything? no. So um in all the bathrooms there's like these things that they're aspiring to achieve okay and it's very like girl power heavy i love that yeah, it's like equality and like more opportunities for women and so what is it actually like like the expo site because you know this is what everyone's talking about in dubai right now isn't it yeah i mean it's massive i've yeah. only seen so i was in the dec which is like the exhibition center building okay and then i went to the wazzle plaza because that's like the main kind of place where they've built this like sunken garden so is it like a concert stadium that they've purpose built yeah so it's it's humongous so i've got friends who have been into i haven't actually been into any of the pavilions right but i've got friends who have who work for different companies and have been in some of them um and apparently it's unreal like some of my friends went and they only went around a quarter of it and it took them five hours what what so I that's feel why you like need a season pass, guys. Maybe, you know, maybe I shouldn't say this, but it just feels like a massive global village. Yeah, yeah. exactly it's how I described like that, it to right? my mum. That is exactly the yeah. words I used. I was like, imagine global village, but like a hundred times more fancy. Wow. Um, so like restaurants. Yeah. They've got like um, bikes that you can hire and bike around oh. it. Um, so they've got people movers, which are just oh. buses, basically. Right. Um, yeah, we saw the, so the UAE pavilion and the UK pavilion we saw from like the outside. They're very, very cool um lots was still happening when i went and with a few days to go but by they'll the be time, ready yeah by the time you listen to this podcast it'll oh be open. yeah it'll be open and i'm sure that the friday is going to be mad because yeah. everyone will just want to go on the first day yeah but you know maybe what i'll do is wait a couple of weeks to potentially yeah. go my mom's coming in a few weeks so i'm gonna wait until like the oh. end of the month and then go and hey if she's flying with the emirates she gets a free ticket well she gets a free ticket anyway because uh she is technically an oap oh shush but she, i mean <laughs> <laughs> if you saw my mum, she does not look like What's OAP. the age bracket for an 60. OAP? So over oh, 60s. Come on. 
Yeah, but that's nice. She doesn't have to pay. She's, yeah, I like she's, that. She's recently it was her birthday. She's just over into that category. So oh, there she goes. My mum's about to turn sixty as well, and we're oh, thinking like what what to do for a mum for their sixtieth birthday. And I feel like nothing we come up with will be good enough. No, so it was actually really unfortunate. So my sister, I think I've mentioned, she lives in New Zealand. Yeah. My parents are in the UK, I'm here. And for my mum's 60th, which was two years ago, yeah. we were meant to have a big Dubai reunion Aww. because that's kind of a good point for everyone. And my family as a unit hasn't been together for like more than five years. That's mad. Yeah, because me and my Aww. sister tend to go home at different times to like yeah. spread it out, you know. Yeah. And she comes here like on the way home. So we see each other, but we, we haven't been together. And so it was a bit of a bummer because that was the big like 60th reunion plan. Man. Um, and New Zealand's still shut in. They're so doing it is. Thing. I see for my mum, I was thinking maybe I'll do like a boat party, like get some strippers, stuff like that. I feel like I don't think that's allowed, but well. I mean, it's not loud. But does it happen? I mean, uh, the boat party part, I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah. the strippers, no. No. Well, they're exotic dancers, we could call them. Yeah. So there's a name for everything. Uh, but this week, while talking of that, it's all about the pressure to look good in the UAE, right? And it's such a thing here, you know, everyone, I feel like if you go to, like, say, for example, Five the Pam, right? Yeah. Everyone's hot. Everyone's had work done. Not yeah. everyone. But. You know, I feel like there's a real thing about trying to look amazing here. And if you don't look amazing all the time, you can feel a little bit deflated by even just using your eyeballs walking down the street (laughs) in Dubai. Do you know what I mean? So what would you say that you do to keep yourself looking amazing because you look amazing anyway well what pressures do you feel so you're talking about like the stereotypical like maybe very skinny yeah yeah. perky bum big boobs lashes hair like noses foreheads just all the things abs everything Mm -hmm. looking as if it you know the barbie basically looking like they've been created by a robot yeah barbie is very like diverse these days she is yeah she does lots of jobs and she does lots of jobs it is also all different size barbies different colors and i like that Uh, but for me you know i i would say i was like a normal what's your thing in person you always do i always get my nails done i have yeah i have to have my hair done yeah because obviously i'm well i'm blonde Yeah. Well, I am now. So Uh, if you don't, then you're not blonde. Yeah, so I have to get that done like every four weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, waxing, I get done as well. Mm -hmm. Well, my eyebrows, I get them threaded. Mm -hmm. But I have quite light eyebrows, so that's not really an issue for me. And uh, most recently, I'll just admit this, Botox. Yeah, I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of. No, there's not. And do you know, it's so funny because the stigma of that in the UK is crazy. So I told my mum, I was like, I think I started getting it like two years ago now. And I... I've I always had really bad acne when I was younger, right? Mm-hmm. So I had like I used topical treatments on my head. So I had like these big lines in my head because it just dries out your skin completely. Yeah. So I've got a very expressive face, <laughs> obviously. And um I just felt that like these lines were so deep. So I got them for that, not for anti-aging. But now that I'm consistently getting it, it's great. And I said to my mum, Mum, I got Botox done. She was like, Don't you tell anyone that? <laughs> and I was like, Why? Everyone's okay, do doing you feel it. Like- when you okay, so all the things you just listed, yeah. When you were living back home, mm-hmm. how many of those things would you have been having done at home? Well, I don't know. Obviously, my hair—I I had to keep up my hair. I used to get extensions done. Oh gosh, when I lived in Scotland, I was all yeah. about these big ratty extensions. They were awful. Let me show you a picture. I looked absolutely terrible. I feel like that was a thing, though, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. Everyone had to have extensions. Um, 
and then I used to get my eyebrows done. But apart from that, not re- well. I used to do my fake tan a lot when I was in the UK, but not really here. Did I'm you ever nails done white. as much in the UK? No. No. No, not really at all. What about you? So my worst habit is that I will bite my nails. I will shave my skank nails right now. Apes. I think we've had this conversation yeah, we before. Have. So when I get like seriously like wound up about something or if I'm overworked, it's like a habit. Like picking, uh, to be honest, I pick them more than bite them. Yeah. Um. So when I lived in the UK, like waxing's always been a thing for me because mm-hmm. unfortunately I'm very dark. Yeah, you like, do have quite dark hair. I've got dark hair and kind of dark tan skin. So the hair is like savage. So do you get like, like have you got dark hairs on your arms and stuff yeah, like that? Do you so get your arms waxed? Since I've lived over here, That's I am... Arms wax and legs wax. Mm-hmm. I never had my arms waxed at home. No. I never even thought about it. Um, but I have had like laser hair removal. But because of my skin tone, mm-hmm. it's like pretty much impossible for me to have it on my arms and legs because of like the complexion. Your underarms and other areas that are not exposed to the sun. I get what it's you're easy, saying. Easy <laughs> to get done. And has the lasering worked? Yeah, amazing. Does it grow back? If I could have it done on my whole body, I would. I'd be like, why don't you? <laughs> no, because of the. It's like to do with pigmentation. It can yeah. make your skin go like white spots if you have it done ah. when you're like tan. So. Yeah, so I have light light hairs on my arms mm. and other yeah, places. Other um, and I was told that actually laser wouldn't work on me. Yeah, so you need to, yeah. the perfect candidate is someone with dark hair and fair skin, which I just right. don't think that ever really happened. Yeah, that's like, true. Um, but yeah, I'd never had a. I don't think I'd ever had a manicure until I moved here, and I moved here at twenty five. Wow. Um, so yeah, manis, pedis. I've had my eyebrows done um, with the nano. What do you call it? Oh, so is it microblading? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like tattooed. Yeah. So I had already... like you're imagining here with the with the hair, I had already like got the quite thick eyebrows, but yeah. I had them just filled in. Okay, but I love it now because I literally never wear makeup. So you don't ever have to pencil in those brows. No, you're a lucky this is thing. how they look. Yeah, but, but I was, was that really... sore. No, no, and I actually thought it would be, but it wasn't sore at all. And like the recovery, like people were like, oh, they'll look super dark and all. This. I just had none of that. Must be like 91 Beauty Salon. Yes, We've your had luck. Them on. Yeah, we there. have. Um, I had it done there. And it was amazing. So have you never had any sort? Of Botox fillers, anything like no, that? No, I've never had anything like that, but I religiously have facials. Um, yes. So I go to this one girl called Anita, and uh-huh. she's in Body Time. Okay. Um, little plug, Body Time, Eye Rise Tower, Barsha. Um, <laughs> yeah, and to be honest, I've started going... I always kind of had facials, because I just yeah. like that feeling of someone sucking all the gunk out of your face. Um, and then Lovely I got, visual. Yeah. <laughs> and then I um, got asked to go to her place through that Dubai girl, like, to go and try it and review it and whatever and I went once for free and I now pay and it is not cheap but I go every single month because she like it's amazing they use Environ um, I've never had that anywhere else and um like my skin was so bad, especially like with the lockdown and with the masks. Mm-hmm. I was like really breaking out. It just looked absolutely terrible. Um, and so I was going to her like every three weeks. I now go every like four to five weeks, which makes the price justifiable. How much um, is it? Anywhere between <laughs> 500 and 800, depending on what I have Whoa. done. So yeah, it's expensive. Um, but I totally like rate it 100%. I had a facial yesterday. Do I yeah, look it, looks, it looks glowing. Like, do you do like a lot of, um, do you have like a skincare routine that you um, do every night and every morning? No. I mean, yeah, I mean, I have the stuff, but I can't tell you that I do it. Um, I just use moisturiser, oil of ole, guys, like oh, three pounds. Love it. Yeah. Um, but I do have some um, Environ um, moisturisers. Okay. Um, mainly because they've been given to me in sample size. <laughs> 
We'll take that. Um, but yeah, I've had different things done. I've had like micro needling done where they literally mm-hmm. put little needles and prick your Is that what they call skin. the vampire facial? Yeah. Kim yeah. Kardashian made that thing for a while, didn't she? Yeah. Um, and I was very scared to have that done because I was like, the idea of lots of little needles like yeah. in my skin, disgusting. But it's not like that at all. Okay. It doesn't even feel like that. It just feels like a... Like a heavy vibration, basically. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, I have like skin pills sometimes. Wow, so you're all about the skincare. I'm really rubbish, to be honest. That's, I'm still like yeah, on the face wipe stage of my life. Oh no, I still use face wipes and she gets so angry with me. I bet, because <laughs> every beautician's like, face wipes, absolutely not. Why are you even doing that? You should be using this, this and this. And I'm like, whatever. Micellar water, they say, is much better. But I thought that the face wipes that I had were fine because they've got micellar water in them. Done, ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, outsmarted the outsmarted the system. <laughs> yeah, I don't really understand the whole hate on face wipes. Like, no. I if I, I mean, I'm really lazy now, and I just don't wear makeup. Like, I'm so lazy when I have you've makeup got on, nice skin. You don't need to. Christy, is that your phone going? Yeah, sorry. Well, who is it? <laughs> um, it's Deliveroo because I've ordered a coffee and a piece of cake. Brilliant. But I have ordered you a piece of cake as well. <gasps> what have you got me? Um, I've got you a lemon bar from our oh, from our faves O Sugar. They're now nice. on Deliveroo. Are they? Secret, good plug there as well. Oh my goodness, I love it. So we're going to get a beauty expert on today and aesthetician. Aesthetician. Lisa, who is yeah. Miss Aesthetic Beauty. Nice. Okay, I'm very excited to speak to her. Let's get Lisa on then. Okay, so we're now going to talk to Lisa, who's also known as Miss Aesthetic Beauty. And we're going to talk about all things beauty, Botox, peels, facials, everything. So hopefully Lisa will be able to give us lots of insight into this. Hi, Lisa. Hi, how are you? Thanks yeah, for having me. We're great. Thank you so much for coming on, Lisa. So tell us, what do you do on a day-to-day then? What do you get up to as a aesthetician? Is that how you say it? Um, so actually, I work on the other side in Dubai. I work on, as head of operations for a clinic. Okay. Um, we deal with all surgeries, non-surgical, aesthetics, dermatology, beauty, you name it, we do it. So I, I live it, breathe it every single day. I love it. So, um, you know, on a day-to-day basis, what are the most usual procedures that the girls in Dubai are coming to get? And guys, I guess. And guys, actually, it's very popular here. So laser hair removal, mm-hmm. skin needling, hydrofacials. Um, then we've got this, the uh, dermatology part. We've got the, the fillers, the Botox, the profilers. Um many, many a things. Okay, as someone who's a complete novice, can you explain to me the difference between Botox and a filler? Because I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> okay, so Botox is actually botulinum toxin. Um, it was actually found, it was actually used for migraines as a muscle relaxant. Oh, hmm. And as they were using it, they actually realized that while it freezes the muscle, it actually stops you from get, getting wrinkles. So um, it was used as a medical uh, toxin first, and then it got brought to the aesthetic side. So people have the injection to stop you moving certain areas, and then it doesn't cause creases in the skin, and you don't get wrinkles as you get older. I love it. And i got to say, Lisa, I am a fan of Botox. I get it. It makes me feel good. And the, the initial reason why I got it, we were talking about this earlier in the podcast, was because when I was younger, I had a real problem with acne, right? I had loads of acne all over my face. Do you know what they called me in school, mm-hmm. Kirsty? 
What? Pizza face. <laughs> oh, that's, Isn't that horrible? That's so mean. They said it looked like I had little bits of pepperoni on my face, so obviously that just made me very self-conscious. I uh, got some medication for it, but what they prescribed, the doctor prescribed, was topical treatments. Now, because of that, my skin completely dried out. I have a really expressive face, so I had these really kind of deep-set lines in my head, and that was from the topical treatments that I was doing. So what I did was... I decided when I was like 28 years old, right, I'm going to go and get Botox. And I swear it was one of the best things that I have ever done in my life. Because Botox is not always used for kind of anti-aging, is it, Lisa? No, it's used for many things. And like you said, it can be prescribed from doctors too because Botox can actually stop you from sweating because it blocks the sweat glands. Yeah, Um, I was going to say that. People have it in their armpits. Yeah, that's right. Exactly, like especially um, Emirates crew, because they lift their arms up a lot, they don't want to sweat. So when you have it on your face, you actually realize you look better. Your makeup stays on longer and everyone, they can't quite put all the pieces together. But it's because you're not moving your muscles anymore. You've given your brows a bit of a lift and you're not sweating. So your makeup stays on for longer. Oh, so there's another top tip. So good. So we were saying about the fact that I've never had Botox Mm -hmm. and um, would I have it? And I said, yeah, I think like I would have it. But... I think it's one of those things. It's a bit like, well, it's not the same as false eyelashes, but you know when you start with false eyelashes yeah. and you get in this like cycle of you have to keep having them yeah. or you have to go through that. Well, if you're tight like me, you just go for that phase where they all just fall out one by one. <laughs> then you get like the odd one stuck somewhere yeah. or you can just like pay a professional to take them off. But I would imagine like it's a similar thing with the Botox. Like I've got friends that have Botox and lip fillers mm-hmm. um, and they, they have them all the time. Um, to maintain that kind of thing. So I guess for me, it would be I'd only start doing them when I really, really felt like, oh, it's bothering me, Yeah, the wrinkles in my forehead or whatever. Um, because once you've you got, start, you can't stop. It's like a Pringles. You've got a double-edged sword there because you do want to do it for preventative reasons, mm. especially Botox. Whereas filler can be used, and filler you get instant results and it gives volume. Whereas Botox, you want to do it as a preventative because if you're going to um, wait until the wrinkles appear, then you've already damaged that skin really. So you, you'll have to work on the skin resurfacing then and plumping out and you probably need filler for the wrinkles rather than Botox to prevent them from coming. Yeah, so I mean, Botox how often do you guys suggest that people get their Botox topped up? So... Because Botox and filler, like we, that's the first things we've just spoken about right now. They're the most known in the market, and people just think, okay, let's speak about them right away. That's what I need. You can actually prolong how long you need to get your Botox if you look after your skin in the meantime, because wrinkles are caused by dehydration, and especially when we live in Dubai, um, we don't have much hydration in us in our skin. So. If you use really, really good um, moisturizers, SPF, SPF only, you get hydrofacials, you have chemical peels to get rid of the dead cells, you'll see your Botox will last longer, six months plus. If you're not doing that and you're just hoping on the Botox for a full cure, then it can be for like as much as four months to have it. Hmm, interesting. So we were saying earlier as well that I'm like a big fan of facials and I was saying that I have different things when I go for the facials. Like I have the skin pills or I have the microneedling and stuff like that and I found that has massively, massively improved my skin and even though it is expensive, I can see the results. Um, 
And like even after the yeah. first one, like my the first ever one I had involved um, a skin pill, and it did stress me out that my skin peeled off my face, and it was like I'd sunburnt <laughs> my skin. Yeah. Um, but now I, you know, use the products, and I don't have the pill every single time. I've done the microneedling. I do different things, um, and but I can like. I can, you know, without bigging myself up too much here, I can say that my skin glows. Oh, like... she's got lovely skin, Lisa. I yeah. you can see her face right now. <laughs> Looks amazing. Um, so I do think, well, and also, like, for me, I would say that even though I'm in my 30s now, like, I don't necessarily look in the mirror and think... You know, I can stand next to friends who are 25, 26, 27, and I don't think that my face and my skin looks that much different to Well, theirs. lucky you then, Kirsty. Do you know babe, what I mean? Thanks. Wow. I hope to look, I, I only want to look 30 when I'm 40, you know? Um, but yeah. No, I love I, to hear that. And that's exactly what we want people to understand is like, lots of clients come in and they say to us, okay, like, do me a facial. I look amazing. And then they don't do anything else. Yeah. But 90% of it is at home. It's the, the skincare that you use. And the amount of times that I say cosmetic skincare does not do anything. You need medical grade skincare because you need to treat the cause, not just mask it up with a glitter moisturizer that makes you shine for a couple of hours. It does need to have antioxidants and vitamins and active ingredients inside it to actually make a change. And that's why facials make you look 10 times better than compared to you doing a face mask at home because you're using those ingredients that are actually working with your skin. So what do you think about maybe after a night out, you're a bit lazy at night to do any skincare routine, and uh, maybe you'll just go over the old face with a face wipe? Oh, what do we no, think? please don't. <laughs> no. Face wipes are like no, swear words to facialists. They're facialist. like evil, evil things. Um, wh- why that not? That makes me like... shiver inside. No. <laughs> yeah, I could hear that. <laughs> But why? Explain to us why. Explain to us lazy people who love a face wipe. (laughs) The material they're made out of, the fabric, is actually so bad for your skin because, like, we talk about organic um, cloths now and uh, using soft cloths on your skin. The material from wipes is recycled paper and it's so coarse and harsh on your skin. So you're causing tears while trying to scrub that makeup off. And the amount of ingredients to be able to actually... Um, dissolve the makeup on your face is close to nothing. So you're just going to be giving yourself a good sandy scrub and hoping for the best. You need to use oils and pre-cleansers to actually dissolve the makeup. And then, okay, worst case scenario, you can use a wipe to wipe it off, but you should use a cotton towel. So for the laziest people in the world, what would you say the simplest skincare routine is? Like, what are you... If you're saying to someone... Like, okay, if you don't buy anything else or you don't do anything else, um, if you're super lazy, you want something super quick, what would you recommend? What would you say, you know, for the for the face wipe users among us? Um, how do we <laughs> okay. how do we move away from them? Okay. You have to have an oil based cleanser because you just massage it on, it will dissolve everything and you can just splash it with water and it will all wipe away. Okay. You don't have to worry about foaming and cleansing and toning. Like, of course, that stuff will help. And if you're going to own any products, then it has to be vitamin C in the morning and a retinol in the night. Those two, you can, I can promise you, your skin will be on a better journey. Retinol. So I have I, heard about that one. I've got the, the, the stuff I've got is retinol-based. The... And that's good for anti-aging, isn't it, as well, retinol? Really good. It's resurfacing. You have to use it in the night because mm-hmm. you don't want to go out in the sun um, because it is an active ingredient. 
Um, and you don't want to use it at the same time as vitamin C because they're, one's an antioxidant, one's um, a retinoid. So vitamin C in the morning with your SPF and the retinol in the night, and it will just resurface your skin. But you do get slight peeling with the retinol. So you start on like a 0.2% and then you can build up to a stronger and you've mentioned SPF quite a few times, and that's another thing that my kind of facial lady absolutely lost her mind with me about is that <laughs> I don't put SPF on every day, right. and I am a person that likes. I mean, I do when I sit in the sun, I put SPF on. Yeah, of course. But like she was saying, we live in a country where even when you get out of your car and walk to your office, or you pop out on your lunch break, or like for me, I spend a lot of time driving to different sites and walking site visits and stuff. She's like, you you should be putting SPF on your face like every day multiple times a day you just carry it in your bag um and that's something that i'd never really like ever ever done for like 30 odd years um and i've seen a massive difference since i started doing that as well so i'm someone that likes to be tanned and i Mm -hmm. had this stupid disillusion like oh if you use sun cream you're not gonna get a tan but obviously you are you're just not like destroying your face in the process exactly and that's what it's just about education when it comes to aesthetics and cosmetics and skincare it's about educating yourself because we were brought up where SPF is to block the sun it's called sunblock whereas actually it's a protection and because we live in this country we are prone to pigmentation and if you get pigmentation then it's the worst journey you're going to go on to try and get rid of that yeah and I've actually had pigmentation before oh really Um, yeah I had it really badly on my upper lip it was so bad it looked like a moustache yeah it was so bad Um, and it was an absolute drama to get rid of it and when I had it um, it's because I was waxing my upper lip yeah yeah and then I was obviously in the sun so I was like damaging the skin Um, I'm pointing at my upper lip here I realise no one but but Lisa can see it Um, it's gone now okay so Lisa um, um, what would what's the kind of biggest treatments because we do we do have male listeners we know yeah. we do have male listeners so what would you say the biggest treatment that men have and the most popular treatment that you've seen kind of on I mean Dubai men are pretty pretty beautiful like yeah, they go they for are. it they love it like I love a man with a nice set of like manicured nails I mean bad feet as well gross get, <laughs> yeah. get out like I want to I want a guy with the mani pedi you know no judgment um I like going for spa days with male my male friends and I'm like yeah get yourself a facial babe. I love it so what is the like kind of what are the most popular treatments for men then would you say Lisa men is skin resurfacing or congestion of their skin so a good facial mm-hmm. um, along with skin needling as well because they want that vibrant look yeah um, and because men don't use that many products they can't get that glowing skin so they always come in for a good face treatment yeah laser hair removal is very popular and now at the moment we're seeing so many men coming for mesotherapy or prp for their hair Oh, the, wow. the hair, growth hair growth is amazing from this. Yeah. Actually, I know a lot of guys that have had um, laser for their beards and stuff, like to get their beard and their hairline like exactly how they want it, um, which I always think is like, as a woman, you would never do that because you're like, oh, I might want long hair, I might want short hair. But no. like, with guys, they like laser their beards into like a. And I do feel sorry for guys, you know, because obviously, like, their skin is what it is. Like, they don't have, well, most men, let's say, don't wear makeup. They can't really cover up any mm. skin 
problems. And I do feel for guys, and that's why I think that guys are really, really into taking real care of their skin now because they can't really hide it the way we can, can they? But also, um, if you notice, a man uses Dove soap on his face and doesn't get any breakouts. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, and all-in-one shampoo. Yeah, yeah all-in-one shampoo. They just put it body, everywhere. Body, shampoo, hair, everything. It's mad. So, Lisa, before you go today, um, Lisa's got something very exciting. Right. If you're interested in one of the many things we have discussed, you can go to Lisa's clinic and you can get an exclusive <gasps> discount. So, Lisa, I'll let you explain. Yes, we're welcoming ladies and gentlemen. You have 40% off all our services. Uh, we're International Aesthetic Medical Centre opposite Fox Park uh, on our Wattle Road. That's amazing, Lisa, isn't it? Lisa, what a babe. Thanks so much for that. I'll be your first customer. Yeah. 40, I need my Botox. 40% off. That's so amazing. Wow. Thanks, Lisa. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, and I hope to see you all soon. Lovely. Okay, Lisa, thanks so much. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Cheers, Lisa. Bye. Oh, Lisa. She gave us such an awesome discount, Christy. Yeah, so 40% off. All you've got to mention is either that Dubai girl or that Dubai girl pod if you're a guy nice. and you want to go. And I would encourage as many guys as possible to like go and give it a try. For because, sure. Um, I know friends who have like encouraged their boyfriends and stuff and they've never looked back. Um, so yeah, good for your skin. You know, if you fancy trying a treatment or if you, you know, if you want to go for the Botox or something else, then go for it. Hey, and one women. of my mates, her boyfriend was living in the UK, right? And mm-hmm. they were dating for a while and then she lived over here. And uh, what she did was, when he moved over, she they had his and hers sinks in the bathroom, right? And what she did was, uh, the day he came, mm-hmm. she'd sorted out the whole house and everything, walked in, mm-hmm. and she'd made him up a little basket of all these skincare products, uh, like, like really special pack. facial stuff. Mm-hmm. He now does facial scrubs. They do once a week. They do a face mask together. And she basically said it was amazing because he never used to look after skin at all. And now she sorted him right out. Amazing. Isn't that great? Yeah. That's love, baby. Yeah, it is. I and love you, it. Sometimes you got to look past the bad skin as well. Like, yeah. I feel like... Like me. When I was a teenager, I had acne. Who knew there was all this potential under there, Christy? <laughs> Who knew you were such a rocket, man? Like... Who knew? No, a rocket in Scotland's not a good thing. You know, that oh. means that you're an absolute idiot. Oh, really? I'm both of them. Hey, so let's go on to our questions of the week. And, Christy, um, this one is a bit that I actually read for the radio this week that I think you would be very interested to know. Uh, a, a new statistic is out about men. And it says, the bigger size feet a man has, mm. the more likely he is to cheat. <laughs> Oh, what do you think about that? That's a new statistic. I mean, I heard the start of that one before, but not the end of that one before. Yeah, well, do you think that the the feet size... Kirsty, get that phone off. So I know you're a very important businesswoman and stuff, but come on. Uh, <laughs> I'm just jealous that mine never rings. Um, yeah, so do you believe that there is a direct correlation between a man's shoe size and a, the, the size of his penis? Oh, we, we've digressed. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I was we've like, just gone in a different direction. Cheat. I was like, I don't know. No, no, no we've about... just gone in a different direction. Um, so, what do you, what do you think? Um, I mean, I don't know how to answer this question. Why not? <laughs> I just feel like I just feel like you're really just putting me on the spot here, and you I are don't going need a bit to... red. Yeah, I mean, no. So, what about right? Let's just say, for example, the last guy you dated, did he have big feet? I mean, 
I do you not hear how tragic my dating life no, is? Come like, on. I can't even remember the last guy I dated. You are being very avoidant. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, big feet, more likely to cheat. Do you think that's something to do with? I think that should be on a t-shirt. Yeah, no. That is a slogan that should be on a t-shirt. And what really disappoints me is, and I don't want to get the penis size anywhere near this conversation that we're about to have, my brother has you <laughs> I know. <laughs> My I know, brother. I know. But just ignore that for a second. Get that out of your head. My brother has size UK 14 feet. Oh my God, that's mad. But I don't like to think that he would be a cheater. You don't like to think of him in the other way either. Well, definitely not. Hope. That's disgusting. <laughs> We're not living in the 1920s. Actually, I feel like they oh. didn't even do that then. Uh, but look, this week, let's get that. You didn't answer that and I'm annoyed. Uh, let's get into the That Dubai Girl questions then from this week. Okay, so what have we got on that Dubai girl this week then, Kirsty? So it's a funny one this week. Um, a girl has posted about the fact that her friend had signed up for online dating a couple of months previous. Yeah. She's been on quite a few dates. Um, none of them have been fruitful, is what she's Aww. written. Um, but whenever she comes back, I, I always ask her for a debrief, basically, which yeah. I think we all do with our friends if I they go on a date. I love the when someone goes on a date. So apparently when she walked back in from the date, she just opened the door, slammed it shut and put, I'm done and said, I'm done with online dating. It's like a horror movie that never ends. <laughs> we need more details about what happened on this date. Yeah. So, I mean, was I the mean, guy a murderer, serial killer? Um, I feel like she did at some point explain, um, but it's more, it's more funny that... Um, but the thread after it is just basically people telling their like terrible, terrible date stories. Um, she said, as someone's put, the sad part is that men don't often realise that they've like given like it's been such a shitty date. And I That's said that so true. Like that I've been on dates where like ten minutes in, I'm like tragic. Yeah, I've never seen you again, and they're like asking you to meet their parents. <laughs> Um, a lot of people basically saying that um, they could write a book on it as well. Maybe we should write like, the That Dubai Girl Worst Dates book. Yeah, the tragic dating annual. Yeah, and basically a lot of people saying that they either want to know like everything about you and they're yeah. like super intense or they're like so chill that they just don't even really care, um, which is really annoying. Um, people asking people how much they get paid. Which what? Is, yeah, like someone saying here that she was asked on a date how much she earns and um, if she believes that she's earning a decent living or not. Um, and... Uh, yeah, like, do do they think that they're ec- economically viable in terms of their partnership? See, I think this is such a stigma in Dubai, isn't it? That all of us girls are like absolute gold diggers that don't do well for ourselves. So we have to go on dates with rich guys to expensive places and that makes us feel good. That is not a thing. No. Also, this girl said that she just lies. If anyone ever asks her about her financials, she says, I tell them that I work for the UN with a double master's in political science. I fundraise for charities and I horse ride on the weekend. Um, (laughs) Just say you've got a lot of money in cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Because not a lot of people understand what that actually means. Yeah, a lot of people just talking about the fact that, like, guys in their 40s asking girls if they've ever been married, have been divorced, blah, blah, blah. And if they're... It's okay for them to have been married and separated, but if the woman has been, then... That's not good. Yeah. See, what do you think about this, right? Because I was watching Married at First Sight, UK edition, right? I love the Australian one. It's incredible, right? Mm -hmm. And there was very much... There's there's actually a guy who is a personal trainer in Dubai on it. Oh, really? Which is amazing. He's called Frankie. I'm only, like, up to, like, episode two, okay? Why is he on the the Australia one? No, he's on the UK one. the UK one, Because he's from the UK. So he was saying, you know, one of the deal breakers is, you know, if she doesn't want to move to Dubai, then we might have a problem. And I was yeah. like, who wouldn't? 
But they were talking about this woman who had two kids, right? Mm -hmm. And she says that now, like, I think she was like 38. She says that men who are 38 years old, as soon as she says that she's got kids, they are automatically just scared off. Would you ever go out with someone who had kids? I mean, I don't know. I, I'm old. I'm, I, I some, you know, some days I still think I'm 23, and I'm definitely not. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, c- close to 32, and I think I don't. I don't know. I guess yeah. it depended on the circumstances. Like I have friends, male and female, who have kids with people that they're no longer with, mm-hmm. and they're my age or even younger than me. Mm-hmm. And so I just think I would hate to think that like they couldn't meet the person that they spend their life with and they're happy with just because of this. Yeah. Um, but also, I think it's not just about the kids; it's about the baggage, the, the situation. It's you know? about the baby mama. The baby mama. We need to know the story about the baby mama. We need to know if she's okay or if she wants him back. We need to know what happened between them. I would need to know every single thing, no secrets. Did I tell you the story about the guy that told me he had a kid when I went on a date with him? No. Okay, so this was ages ago now. This must be like five years ago. So basically, I went on a date with a guy who first and foremost was a catfish because he was so short. Like, I'm not tall and he was not even as tall as me. We sat down. It must in... be hard to be a short guy, you know. I've got a mate who's really short, and this is what he said, right? He says when he goes to dates with girls, he walks in and he just sees their faces drop. Yeah, but I how like sad a... is that? Yeah, that is really awful. But if you're on a dating app and you put your height, I think it's oh, so more you about a fake height. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So like people that I'm like five foot six, so yeah. people that write they're five foot nine, and when they turn up at dates, are the same height as me, and I am wearing flat shoes. Like, just, yeah, don't lie about it. If someone said I'm five foot six, you'd be like, cool, okay, cool. Like, yeah. turn up at a date. If someone said they're five foot two, then obviously I wouldn't go on a date with them because like they're four inches shorter than me. Um, so yeah, but it, whether that makes why me shallow they'd or not, always be like mouth height to your boobs. Yeah, that might no, be quite nice. No, I'm, no, no. I don't know what gets you going, but well, like, seemingly that. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I didn't know I had that in me. Um, so yeah, I went on this date with this guy. He turned up. He's a bit of a catfish, but he's a nice guy. We were like sat down and we were talking. Um, and he was older than me. So let's say at the time I was like 26, 27. He was probably in his like early 30s. And then he was saying how he lived in the spare room of like... So he was, a, I think he was a personal trainer or something to do with fitness. And he basically lived in the spare room of someone he trained, like a couple. Okay, right. Um, again, fine. They lived on the palm. It was like an annex by yeah, his okay. description. And they had a beautiful place on the palm and whatever. like, okay, cool. Like, if that's if that works for you and you're getting cheap rent and it's a nice place to live, cool. Um, not my thing, but, you know. Yeah, sure. Um, and basically we were talking and I said, oh, I'm a teacher. This is how it happened. I was like, oh, I'm a teacher. And he was like, oh, you must like kids. And I was like, yeah, I like kids. I like being able to give them back at the end of the day. But Oy. yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, I've got a son. So oh. I was just kind of like, hmm, okay. And like, you know, me five, six years ago, I wasn't interested in like, yeah. being someone's stepmom. So um, I was like, oh, cool. And he was like, yeah, but he, you know, he lives in, my son lives in the UK. Okay. He's five. He lives with his mum. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, it's a bit of a funny story, really, because like me and his mum were never together. Okay. She's the sister of one of my best friends. Well, one of my ex-best friends now. Oh, this sounds very complex. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, um, she always fancied me. She always fancied me. She told everyone she fancied me. And one night after a wedding, we slept together. And then a few weeks later, she was telling everyone how she was pregnant and it was my kid. Um, uh, and yeah, now I have a son who's like. Six. Well, I hope they tell a son, the son, a more romantic version yeah. of that story. But also that poor like, little lamb. Yeah, but also like, 
how can people just drop this? Like, he said it so casually. Like, he said yeah. it as if I said to you, like, oh, I got a new, like, jacket yesterday. Like, I get what you're saying. You like, it. do you feel like if you maybe, maybe you're a parent listening to this, maybe you're a mum, you're a single mum, you've got kids... Do you feel like you should probably try and get that out as quickly as possible when you first meet someone? Obviously, we can't judge this because we aren't mums, so we're not in that situation. But do you feel like, because one of my mates has got a little boy, Mm -hmm. and she says when she meets guys now, like to date, she waits a little bit to tell them because she wants to see if they get on first before he judges her on the fact that she has a kid. And that can be a thing, right? Uh, Yeah, and I feel like if I was in that situation, I'd probably do the same because let's think about how many tragic, awful dates you go on. And can you imagine anything worse than being on a date with a person you didn't even like and you had no interest in and them like being all judgy about you? I'd just be like, no, thank you. Totally. So I think if that was me, that that's what I would do. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't... Like, I've had friends in situations where they found out, like, months in that mm-hmm. there's a baby mama and a kid somewhere, and I think that is completely unacceptable. But yeah, I think, tough. like, you know, go on a couple of dates. If you like them, like, this is something we need to know to move forward. Then blah, it's blah, blah. worth telling them about yeah, your whole life. Exactly. exactly. Well, for me, you know, it's a bit different for me. I've got a dog. Yeah. And he is very much part of my life. And whenever... This sounds so stupid, right? Marley. But, yeah, Marley's the best. When I date someone they have to get on with Marley because if Marley doesn't like them or if they don't like dogs or if they feel weird having a dog there, how is that going to work? Yeah, It's just not going to work. Like, I don't understand men and cats. I just don't understand it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, why are you a single man with two cats? I recently... um, So... Uh, I've been on another podcast. I hate to like, oh, you know, chew on us. Um, but I was on a podcast called uh, The Recipe to Success. Yeah. Um, and the guy that does the podcast, Danny, very, very nice guy, got two cats. Said right. to him, like, what's the crack with the cats? <laughs> it's just like, I rescued one off the bonnet of my car. Oh. And I'm like, oh, see, now I feel like such a judgy But that bitch, is a brand but... of men, man with cats who they adore. Yeah, actually, I know and a few he guys like that. Adores the, he's got two, yeah. and he legit adores them. And I was in his house, and I was just like, "They're mental." And even his yeah. housemate was like, "They're mental. Just, just ignore them, and they just." But I think it is a good sign that he loves the pussy. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Sorry, it's such a dad joke. Such a dad joke. Right, I would hope that nobody's dad would ever say that to me. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I know. I don't know why I said it was a no, dad joke. It's just very joke, in, inappropriate. Not a dad joke. Sorry about that, Christy. Sorry about oh, that. It's a rough. It's, I'm having a rough time today. <laughs> I know. I'm struggling. A question this week, which is something that we've never talked about on the podcast, driving. Okay, so this girl says, hey girls, I'm really struggling with the driving test in the UAE, especially the parking test. I'm really so bad. Are we set up to fail here in the UAE with the driving lessons? Now, this is the thing, because for us, we've got UK driver's license. Yeah, so this is my biggest mind-blowing thing in this country, is that... I don't know where you draw the line, but like I've got friends. For example, one of my friends is Croatian. Yeah. 
And she was basically telling me how, you know, if you're creation, you have to go have another like 10 lessons. You have to have the 10 lessons. They have to be spread out over a certain amount of months. You can't go and have like 10 days, 10 lessons. And she was saying it's so frustrating because it's literally like a political thing. It's just yeah. whether the governments have like signed over and said. Because, because ours just gets converted straight over. Yeah, and there are some terrible drivers who are English. Oh, absolutely. And some probably some spectacular creation drivers. Absolutely. And it's really unfair how they have to do all the lessons and the tests and whatever, but I do have a confession for you, Kirsty. Go on. <laughs> to pass my driving test. Go on. It's not illegal, is it? You can't tell us no. it was illegal. No. What do you think? I did suck someone off or something? No. Then I got someone to take no. your driver's no. license and no. do it for you. It took me six times to wow. pass. Wow. That's bad, isn't it? I mean, it's not good. <laughs> I don't want to put you down. I bet you were first time. You're of a good... I was. <laughs> They do say that the most intelligent people don't pass first time, so I don't know what to say about that. Uh, I mean, I don't think the most intelligent people pass pass on the sixth time either. (laughs) Just throwing that out there. Honestly, I just freaked myself out during the driving test. So what I would say is don't panic about it. That's obviously what you've done here. You have kind of got yourself all hyped up. What I did was I used to take those drops called cams. Do you remember them? Yeah. Yeah. So what I did was I took cams, then I felt two cams, so I took two Red Bulls. And that's how I failed my driving test I'm not surprised. You were probably so calm and then you were so, like... I was calm buzzing. Mental, yeah. What like, kind of feeling is that? Well, probably because you were externally calm, but internally your heart was, like, having a meltdown. <laughs> yes. So I used to drink. This is so bad. I used to drink... So I quite like Jaeger, but I, a Jaeger shot right. is vile. But I used to drink Jaeger with lemonade, like right. Sprite, and Red Bull. So I'd order, like, a single shot of Jaeger a can of Diet 7-Up and a can of Red Bull and I'd like mix it all as a long drink with ice and I used to drink that on a night out so I'd have like That's mad! Yeah and then I would have like heart palpitations because I'd I'd drunk so much. My sister actually when she last came here we went to brunch and I remember her I remember getting up at three in the morning like after the brunch and she's just being awake and like just kind of in a ball like with a blanket (laughs) on the sofa rocking yeah basically and I was like what is wrong with you and she was like I've had so many espresso martinis I just can't sleep so yeah now avoid the caffeine well did you see the research about uh, vodka and Red Bull no go on one vodka and Red Bull supposedly is the equivalent to your body as doing one line of cocaine shut up yeah that's what they say what, because Obviously, the vodka enhances it or what? Because the vodka, like, makes your heart beat absolutely over time. And, oh, wow, my voice sounded so <laughs> strange there. Um, that Basically, it's the same. And that's my mum's drink. So now I call my mum a coke head. <laughs> yeah. Bad. I can't drink vodka, so. Can I've... you not? No. Nah, look, I'm... let's... Look, let's try it again, Kirsty. We can do this. I'll take you out for all your vodka and red no, bull. Mate, we'll have I, a good time. I, honestly, I've got such fear about drinking vodka. Like, I... So, this must be like three years ago now. Me and one of my best friends back home went on this, like, tour of America that ended in Vegas. Hello. Um, and so, we went to a beach club um, in Vegas, like, our first day. And... Vegas is expensive. Vegas is like yeah. Dubai prices. Mm-hmm. So um, we went to speech company, like, what's the deal? And the deal was um, Corona yeah. beers, pre-Corona. So <laughs> yeah. it wasn't ironic at the this alcohol. point. Um, corona and you got a shot of fruit vodka. Oh. So every time you bought a beer, you got a shot of fruit vodka. So we were like, fine, we'll drink that. Uh-oh. Like, check, drink the shot and check, drink the beer and then drink the rest of the beer. And then when it was gone, I just did it again. Yeah. So irresponsible. Like, cannot tell you. It, let's put it this way. I didn't drink for four months after this <gasps> day out. And this was my first day in Vegas. And luckily for me, my my friend who I went with is well into fitness. And yeah. Not really a party animal. 
he got absolutely plastered as well and was like, I never want to drink again. He doesn't even normally drink. He's like, he's like a Caesar salad and a white wine kind of oh, guy, exactly. you know, chilled. Um, and yeah, basically, um, yeah, it was absolutely shocking. I couldn't, he's, he listens to the podcast, by the way. Hi, Bradley. Um, you know what? It probably wasn't even vodka. It was probably like paint stripper. I don't know, but honestly, wow. I, the next morning he like dragged me out of bed and took me to get some food because he was like, you'll have some food, you'll be okay. Yeah. They put the food in front of me and I literally was like, I'm going to vom. Like I had to run to the bathroom and be sick. I went back to sleep. He came back for me about 6pm that night and was like, you need to get up. I think I ate at about 8 that night and then I, I didn't drink for four months because oh it was my so God. bad. Well, you're back on it again, Kirsty, but just no vodka. <laughs> look, Kirsty. It was so nice to learn all about aesthetics and, you know, the pressure for us to look good. I think we're both cool anyway, so it's and fine. And I think, you know, it's what what today's been about is not just about... It's not about this, like, looking this certain way and be... You do you, do whatever mm-hmm. you want, but it's more about take care of yourself. Yeah, exactly. And it's a bit like with everything, like, you've only got one face, you've only got one set of feet, like, you know, try and protect these things. It's like everything else is about, I think your routine with your skin and yeah. your skincare is similar to like people that go to the gym and look after themselves in that kind of respect. No, we've learned a lot, haven't we? And the main one, no more face wipes for us, babes. Oh, God, I've got I know, so many face lazy. wipes at home. Seriously, we're too lazy. Look, we're off to not do face wipes on our face now for the next week, but we'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye.